Welcome to Rockin' Your Priors. I'm your host, Dr. Alice Evans. So, in 2007, the Spanish government introduced two weeks of paternity leave. A fantastic new paper by Lydia Fare, Christina Felfe, Libertad Gonzalez and Patrick Schneider finds that children of eligible fathers are now much more gender equal. Why might that be? Well, in this podcast, I want to suggest that Spain's post-Franco secular backlash and relentless feminist mobilization have pushed inequalities to the forefront of public conversations. Widespread endorsement of feminism accelerates cultural change because egalitarians anticipate social support. Spanish fathers overcame the coordination failure that elsewhere suppresses uptake of parental leave. Their children are now much more gender equal. Drawing your new work in neuroscience, I further suggest this is because Spanish fathers bonding with their babies promotes long-run caregiving. Okay, so let me break this down. First of all is the amazing finding that 60% of Spanish fathers immediately took parental leave. By international standards, that is whopping. When California introduced paid family leave, paternal leave uptake only increased to 3%. Exploiting cross-state variation across the US, um, Hannah and co-authors, they find that American fathers are pretty much insensitive to leave legislation. They're only four percentage points more likely to be on leave if covered by legislation. In Japan, only 13% of fathers take paternity leave. I suggest that men are trapped. They're caught in a negative feedback loop, sustained by concern for economic advancement and also anticipation of wider disapproval. If men's overriding fear is that employers will doubt their labour market commitment, and if they do not anticipate any condemnation for deserting their new babies, they may remain at work. Let me quote from a Japanese manager, Noboru Hosokawa. He says, I was very busy with work and I thought it was impossible to take the leave. As a manager, I needed to improve sales and I mistakenly believed that taking paternity leave would undermine my image among my subordinates. Japanese men radically underestimate wider support. Since other men rarely take leave, onlookers presume it is widely opposed and they're thus reluctant to deviate unilaterally. So this is a coordination failure. American men are also less likely to take leave if they anticipate stigma. So these worries about seeming uncommitted deter men's use of family policies. So then the big question is, well, what is it that keeps Silicon Valley tech bros away from their babies? And how did Spanish men overcome this negative feedback loop? Well, we need to understand this historically. After Franco's death, Spain underwent a secular backlash. The church had been totally discredited by association with authoritarianism. Spaniards came out in droves, literally, to dismantle Catholic taboos and celebrate sexual liberation. Female employment, activism and representation have since soared. Spain had the world's first female majority cabinet. In uh, 2018, 5 million 
people joined a feminist strike against machista culture. In Barcelona this year, 40,000 people marched for International Women's Day. Feminism is also embedded within government bureaucracies. Barcelona city government carefully monitors what they call the democratization of care work. Um, and on my Substack, I show uh, a graph from David Rosado, where he does this uh, cross, cross-national cross media analysis, and Spain is just off the charts in terms of media mentions of sexism, sexist, uh, machismo, male chauvinist, misogyny, and misogynist. Spain is just maybe two or three times uh, more so than France, the UK, uh, maybe far, four times above the US. It's just astronomical. And also, if we look at uh, a new poll this year by YouGov, they find that Spaniards are especially keen to identify as feminists, even more so than Swedes. 48% of Spanish people, when asked, will say, are you a feminist? They say, yes. So all these massive marches and public endorsement of feminism accelerate cultural change because onlookers anticipate broad approval. It nurtures a positive feedback loop. So given widespread support for greater gender equality, Spanish fathers eagerly took advantage of new entitlements. Widespread uptake may have then reinforced this positive feedback loop in which paternal leave became both widespread and socially expected. Now, does this endogeneity invalidate uh, Farah and their co-authors' research design? No, no, definitely not. So what they do to study the intergenerational impact of gender norms, Farah and co-authors, they use a difference in differences approach. They collaborate with 16 schools in Catalonia. They surveyed and ran a lab in the field experiment with 11 to 13 year olds born just around the cutoff for paternal eligibility. Now, since feminist conversations have been ongoing for decades, To me, their approach seems totally legitimate. My only caveat is that we should not expect legislation to have similar effects elsewhere without the commensurate rise in feminist activism, which has overcome the coordination failure. Now, what do they find? Well, the share of children perceiving it as socially appropriate or fairly appropriate that a mother works increases by 18 percentage points. Boys born just after the cutoff are 15 percentage points more likely to do female chores. So the scale of these impacts is huge. This is ginormous. Uh, If you look at other kinds of interventions on gender, like awareness raising initiatives, they totally pale by comparison. This is big, big, big. So this is super, super exciting. And I think that the fact that paternity leave can engineer an intergenerational shift in norms is so important because in North America and Europe, it is men's lesser share of care work that is a major obstacle to gender equality. Upon motherhood, women tend to take a step back from the labor market and they pursue jobs with greater flexibility. So high paid prestigious positions are thus dominated by men. So changing that equilibrium is absolutely fundamental. And so I, I, as you can tell, I'm pretty excited. Now, here, here is another big question, okay, which the authors don't answer. What are the precise causal mechanisms? Why is it that two weeks, two weeks is nothing. Why would two weeks of paternal leave have these ginormous effects on children's ideologies and behavior? Well, this year I've actually been getting really into neuroscience. 
And let me share a paper that I found fascinating. So Martinez Garcia and colleagues, they ran MRI scans on a small sample of Californian and Spanish men's brains before and after parenthood, as well as in comparison to childless men. And men's brains seem to change upon parenthood in ways that promote caregiving. Curiously, the Spanish sample of men showed a much larger volume change in dorsal attention. And the authors speculate this was because uptake of paternal leave enabled Spanish fathers to spend more time bonding with their babies. So the idea here is that you bond a lot with your kids just as you're born, and then you get all these warm, fuzzy, caring feelings, and then you sustain that over their lives. And then those men maybe do more care work, they help out more, and their kids have these more gender-equal ideologies. Now, that's just my hypothesis. I would be curious to see many more cross-national comparisons of men's brains. Now, Canada, for example, has paternity leave legislation. They also have quite prominent public conversations on care. As you may know, they have this $10 a day childcare commitment for government. And there's really high paternal involvement. So compared to Americans, Canadian fathers are much more likely to provide warmth and emotional support. So I ask you, has paternity leave also changed their brains? So let me summarize. I think men seem trapped in this negative feedback loop, you know, reluctant to take their paternal rights for fear of public disapproval. Now, Spain's feminist activism and government legislation may have nurtured an environment where fathers felt comfortable to spend time with their newborns and then those children became radically more likely to endorse gender equality and share housework. Uh, upcoming this week, I'm literally going to Barcelona first thing tomorrow and one of the first people I'm meeting is Libertad Gonzalez, one of the authors of this paper. So we'll be chatting about it more and you'll listen to the podcast. Uh, so this is super exciting. I'm so excited to go to Spain, to chat to people and do and do some really awesome interviews there. So thank you for listening. Uh, take care of yourselves. I'm Dr. Alice Evans.